0: move over Francis Bacon the third panel was the best
1: <laughs>
0: it was a come from behind collective portrait that put the Louvre's 19th century group orgy oil paintings to shame it was Mason it was Maynard it was Mayer and it was all the others <laughs> we did it we never have to work again <laughs> the nft is going to make more money than Terra Luna because it's a trip titch baby <laughs> and apparently it's triptych all this all this time. <laughs> yeah, we
1: did we got corrected. We got corrected by a few people. But rest assured uh, well, rest assured, uh, pie
0: Harders, there's a lot of energy in Magpie Land this week. Oh, it's surging. And pie Harder's is the beating heart of Habits Fed. <laughs> it's overflowing. It's overflowing with love uh, and with mucus. How are you feeling, Damo?
1: <laughs> joyous. Oh, look, I'm feeling the full effects of uh, a very long and distinguished luncheon on Monday. I bet. I probably got a little bit too excited and the uh, it's all caught up with me over the last couple of days. But you know what? You, you already know what's up, Alex. This is pie hard. Mm. It's going to take a lot more than a devastating influenza to um, to knock us out, especially off the back of uh, such a a clinical oh, outing it's like a f- look famous
0: monty python sketch you could cut our limbs off and we would we'd keep coming back for pie hard especially when
1: we're winning i'm a bit worried i'm I'm worried on two fronts the first front is we've said this before on pie hard but we normally do our best work when the team is is utterly useless and doing terrible things <laughs> so i'm a bit worried as we kind of roll into the mid-season break with the pies up and about and again if anyone listened to the last episode of pie hard uh, and i think we spent a solid 35 minutes on suggestions for jordan to just to keep a lid on, mm. um, uh, the mid-season break, I've just received word that he has arrived in Bali. Uh, no. there is a- No, no, a, no, 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 not no, a, no, Not only has he arrived in Bali, he's, he's gone straight to the, uh, appropriately named Finn's Beach Club. Oh, um Jordy. And, but I will tell you this, Alex, and if you- What happened to anyone, the quits paste? Whatever happened to the Yarra Valley, uh, <laughs> fireplace, Sojourn, out the window, First, first plane out of here Monday night. Oh my god. And, but can I just say if you ever, ever questioned the uh the reach, the pull, and the tentacles of Pie Hard, uh, let me speak speak to this. Friend of the pod Paul sent us a note. He alerted us to Goey's presence in Bali. He also said that a friend of his is part owner and manager at Finn's, the beach club that Degoe is at. Mm. So the word's been relayed. The pie hard message has gone out to Dazza. Dazza. Manager at Finn's, just to keep an eye on Degoi cotton so, cotton wool, if anything goes pear, So we've just let us a, know.
0: We've planted a chaperone. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
1: just basically there is a there is an inbuilt chaperone at Finns. Dazza is us- an
0: eight foot Greenlander.
1: <laughs> his kid,
0: hairy his, arms. His, He's gonna make sure that our Jordan stays out of trouble. We saying?
1: basically said before before any police are notified, before any ambulance is called, just to contact Piehard first, just so we can whip up a very quick, uh, just get ahead of the story. Just just sort of um, workshop it, choose an angle, really attack it. But, Do you know where we went wrong? Where? I think we let
0: it slip to Geordie that there's no Monster Energy drink in Itacordimate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look. We won't begrudge any Collingwood footballer from um, uh, packing the bodyboard and heading over to uh, the warmer climes because, my God, it's been a hell of a first half of the season and we're only getting started. And back every week to give you that dose of all things Collingwood, all things culture, this is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around.
0: Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. We don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like
1: this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I okay. can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of
0: 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in myself. Oh, it's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up.
1: Yeah, this is Pie Hard. It's Collingwood's other spiritual home. It's a podcast connecting the worlds of Collingwood and culture, bringing you the hidden stories, strange beauty, and offbeat culture of the pies and beyond. And I've got to say, Alex, we've been blown away. Mm. by just the sheer magnitude of amazing feedback we've received over the last few weeks. I don't know, maybe maybe it's the four in a row, the trip titch. I don't know what's going on, but mm. thank you to everyone for flying the uh, piehard freak flag and a reminder to like, uh, comment, share and subscribe for more hard content and to never miss an episode. I'm going to go into some of those DMs that we've been receiving a little bit later on in the show because some are just too good to be kept. Mm. You know, behind the wall yeah. of Instagram and Twitter. Mm, and we are, gonna give, we are going to give them their, uh, their moment in the sun because there's some absolute crackers in there. But I think before we do, before we get any deeper into this uh, solid chubby episode of Pie Hard, I think it's one of our new favourite segments, mm. uh, Game in a Movie. And I think you're going to take it this week. As
0: promised, Demo. I was in the outer analysing uh, the game with Notebook in hand. I was looking at statistics. Mm. I was one of those dudes who has the biro uh, mm. marking in the free record the
1: behinds, behind yeah.
0: points and behinds, and which was a frustrating pastime in the first half. I tell you,
1: can I just say, does anyone still do that? There must be,
0: <laughs> yeah. With all I the digital,
1: you I know, haven't with all seen the updates, a lot of um,
0: biros really no. on the open market in recent years. But yeah. um, there's got to be. It's kind of appeals to that jigsaw personality, does The people that yeah, it does, get up and it, do a nut- Sunday jigsaw, mm. and they just spectrum. I think they like the all oh, yeah, spectrum <laughs> pies <laughs> on the spectrum. That'd be a good yeah. little um, Netflix show. But mm. no, it appeals to people that want a bit of order in their day. And I had a bit of order in my day because um, mm. I was sitting uh, by myself, um, really trying to focus on you know who who was delivering, who was uh, underperforming. The strategy, the structures, um, all that kind of stuff. And um, my take, uh, mm. game in a movie, um, we'll start with a hero. I'm going to say honorable mention to Maynard, who I just love Maynard. We just mm. love, I don't know whether there's a player who'd be more loved than Brad no. Maynard. Yeah. Heart and sleeve type player. Um, yeah. And almost every game he gives an epic Tackle, which is like a highlights reel tackle. Tackles don't hmm. usually get in the highlights, hmm. so Maynard honorable mention. Obviously, was that great Casaya Pickett um, tackle amongst uh, a lot of good um, moments for him. Hmm. The other special mention is the chosen one, who's just gone from strength to strength. We don't need to go there. We've got um, we've got some breaking news later in the pod about um, the Day Cossian calendar, so we'll save that one. And the hero for this week, Demo. I'm going to read you some um, descriptions, some popular descriptions from the mainstream discourse about this particular player and you tell me if you, you can pick up on who I, might be, who I might be referring to or who the media might be referring to honest brave diligent hard-working undersized courageous skynet's first cybernetic organism with living tissue over hyper alloy endoskeleton
1: <laughs> 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 you missed port melbourne you missed full back it's incredible, isn't it? He, he's just, oh, my God, heart, he, is, he is just indestructible, isn't he? And this like, is that, my
0: point is there is this discourse that that is really sticky. It's really hard to dispel of him mm. being this VFL player come good and undersized and he's all hard and he crashes packs. It's every game they just bang on about this. I'm sorry, guys, but, like, that is outdated. Mm. We said earlier in the season that he was doing some nifty little like soccer tricks, like bicycle mm. kicks and some fu- funky stuff to try and break out of that discourse. He was typecast as this like almost like a journeyman type from from VFL land. But I'm sorry, my chick is a gun. Mm. It's as simple mm. as that. He's mm. actually a gun. Mm. He never gets beaten in a contest even when he's outnumbered. He always smashes that pack brings it to ground and he kicks you. He reliably will kick the three goals per game plus.
1: Mm, yeah. Entrepreneurial in his in his goal kicking. It's not no two goals are the same. No. You know, like he's he's worked on his accuracy. I think that was never really a glaring issue. But I've I've got to say, this is there a better sight in football than when your team's up and there's a quick forward 50 entry and it looks like it's about to sail through the sticks, mm. but the forward marks just just before the the goal line. Yeah, yeah. And slides across. It's his signature and is like running back a, with the flight, isn't it? Running back with the flight. And so, instantly it's a better proposition, right, because you take 30 off the clock mm. and in a tight game that, that can be an eternity. Unless you're behind. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a set shot directly in front. Mm. You, you As a you fan- get, You, you get, get the double get, celebration. You get the double celebration. You get the early celebration. You get the double celebration. You get the mark. You get the guaranteed goal. You get the time, the time slippage. It's his. Si- it's his signature. I'll tell you what, another player's
0: signature is mm. Jack Crisp. His signature is goal on the run, but it's. I'm just gonna kick it just over their fingertips. I'm not gonna launch <laughs> it post height ever. It's always like a, a nice keep it punch, but it's yeah, just yeah. reaching over the opponent. Yeah, opponents. yeah. Get a really test out. Stuff.
1: Really test out that video review guy, that guy sitting <laughs> yeah. up in the, <laughs> sitting up in the stands with the, just, with the replay button. Just kick button, it a bit higher, Jack. Just, just, the, save us the anxiety. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think he's just, just an extreme gut runner, isn't he? And he gets, he just expels all that energy. And by the time he kicks it, he's yeah, like, no tanks, yeah. tanks 85% drained.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. it's just, but it's just, it's always just enough. It's just enough. Totally. Uh, yeah, look, T eight hundred can't can't go wrong with that. I mean, it, it was a wide field for the hero in yeah, this game, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I, I just think you can't go past um, that again. Left to shoulder a lot of the forward uh, duties with Kruger. The likes of Kruger going down. Oh, and don't forget Brundy out. Cox moving around. T eight hundred
0: had serious injury concerns. He didn't train. He got bone bruising. If there's one heart and soul player <laughs> on our list, who I th- I said this during the week on the WhatsApp thread. If mm. there's one player on our list who can play through injury, it's him. And mm. I think Fly might have said in the press conference it's one thing to play, it's another thing to play well through injury. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. pe- players dropped their head. Gorn dropped his head. I mean he got a bit of a little bit of a niggle, you know, dropped his head. Um mm. but my well deserved. So moving forward uh, game in a movie, the villain, again, low hanging fruit. Um the guy <laughs> looks like a villain. But mm. it's the guy they call Clary. Mm. um now i'm not going to hang shit near him um he didn't he wasn't responsible for winning best on ground it wasn't his fault that um you know the voting was cooked um i tell you whose <laughs> fault it was because i've got the bloody votes here we've got matthew lloyd gave mason cox three votes yeah cameron ling gave mason cox three votes they both yeah. they both gave oliver two votes josh gabalich I don't know who Josh gablich is, but he went with the three votes for Clayton Oliver and got him over the line. It was a little bit of an um, anticlimax to see. It's always weird. It's it's it's, it's the Buckley conundrum, not mm. Norm Smith, 2002. It's difficult and weird when you uh, think – it's a weird look when you give um, an opposition player best on ground in, in, a, in, a, in a team which was thoroughly beaten. But I must say that um, obviously the appearance of Clary – um, adds to that villain mystique. And that's why he's mm. uh, also the villain. I'm not body shaming him. He's a weird-looking unit, but, it, you know, we, it takes all types in AFL. Yeah. Um, and what I will say, he, he is a gun. He is. He's a Shep Shep is boy, is he?
1: Is he from Shepparton? Ah, uh, he's from
0: up north somewhere. Yeah, yeah I built uh, him. Built
1: him pretty tough country, up there. So yeah, yeah like I, I think he had amassed something, something extraordinary. Like I think twenty odd possessions in the first. Twenty seven in the first half, I think. Uh, and first half, which he's is actually pretty got it. He's got an Abbotsford kind of face.
0: Like he mm-hmm. wouldn't. He, he. If we drafted him, he'd he'd fit in on an aesthetic level, I think, in some way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a villain this week. Moving right on, we have. I'm going to go the twist. I thought,
1: I thought Josh Gabalich would be the villain.
0: Yeah. Josh Garbalich, more like it. The <laughs> twist this week. Uh, okay, well, look, we couldn't get through a game and a movie without mentioning the big man. I'm going to call it the Masonic <laughs> This is turned into a trend. It's not. This is not a one-off. He is a big game player. He's, oh, he's a, he actually clutch. reminds us. Reminds us of us. Mm-hmm. He's only really interested in the big games on the big stage. <laughs> but- <laughs> and he just, he'll take a year or two off, but yeah, he just it was, he just turns it was the
1: first, up. It was the first 10 episodes of Pie Hard, wasn't he? We, we'd do a couple in a row mm. and then go missing for months on end, uh, you know, and then sort of drift back into the booth, yeah. punch out another one and, and sort of limp over the line with like seven episodes in a year. It's it's certainly the, it's the Mason Cox approach, but, geez, it's- um, Do you know what it, it is? <laughs> what?
0: it's the opposite of blockbuster fatigue that he's got <laughs> what's that Block, blockbuster amphetamine Blockbuster. he's got blockbuster, blockbuster amphetamine um he just shows up on that big stage and um you get a vibe pretty early on takes a mark gets his confidence up and he just builds um it's just fantastic to see we mentioned one or two weeks ago that the silver yeah. lining of the grundy injuries seeing these blokes um emerge him and cameron yeah. and um there's there's almost no better player to watch. It sounds it sounds strange, the the big yeah. yank, but yeah, when he's on, um, he really lights up the MCG and, and it's just wonderful.
1: I think you mentioned this. I don't think we mentioned this on the pod last week. If we did, we'll take credit for it. But I think it was you in a in a group chat. I think you were just saying this ahead of the Melbourne clash, there was just a few things going on in the media. There was some some talk. Um, you know, we're talking about uh T-800 being slightly injured going into the match. And I think your astute comment was just, this just has a big Mason Cox game written all over it. Mm. Queen's birthday, MCG, mm. trying to take down Melbourne. And you were you were 100% right for those reasons. I didn't know this till post-match, but his parents were in the uh, crowd as well. Can we get them out more? Because I feel like <laughs> when they're yeah. in the stands, it, it's a noticeable effect oh. on Mason. So, can we sh- do I some- think- some reckon, kind of visa situation or passport. I think there are some soft cap, fraud, soft cap
0: limitations. So let's let's maybe do a pie hard GoFundMe demo. Um, we just get I think, accommodated. I think Gil, They're here, I think now. Gil, they're here Gil, now. Gil
1: just Gil just changed the soft cap today. Actually, so he's announced okay. an extra five hundred grand Good. per club to be spent on coaching. I would say five hundred grand yeah. on a house out in um, Berwick. Mm. Nice little three better. Put the put the. Cox family up uh, in there, get the old man a job uh, down at the club. Yeah. Cutting oranges and um, let's just be done with it. Let's just move them out here permanently. I agree. And certainly
0: for the rest of this year, um, I think that he's obviously an asset. Mason himself said, quote, he loves footy. He's talking about Phil Cox, he's old man. He Mm. loves footy, man. He even went to the VFL out in Casey. They watch every single game at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning. There are no more players in the league than I do. I don't know who's playing it to Emma at Casey. And I'm surprised <clears throat> that Phil knows how to get to Casey because we thought it was a made-up place. But I totally agree with that call demo. Bring, keep, let's start a campaign. Keep Phil here. Phil and his wife. Both of them.
1: I, I just, as an exercise on Sunday ahead of that VFL game, mm. I just punched in Casey Fields into my uh, Google Maps uh, apparatus. And it was like an hour and 15 minutes from my house one way. Uh, it's just an extraordinary. Is that where Melbourne trained? Do they have to? Do those players travel out there to train? I don't in understand. Like I don't either. South know. Springvale. Because or, they
0: took over Gosh's paddock when we. And the
1: sloppy oh seconds God, it's there. just a long way. Uh, did you see any of that VFL? So it was raining. It was like. <laughs> oh my God. It was, <laughs> Phil saw it. <laughs> it was, I mean, anywhere you, anywhere you'd rather be. And Phil was there. Yeah, so he that's must commitment. Love- must love he it. must really love it he must really love it all right what do we got next love scene Lo- oh geez love scene love scene dammit this one S- can double as. spend 45 on this one yeah
0: this this <laughs> one can double um as my heart yes um mm. because yes. and i guess i'd like to sound a more of a poignant note on this one because this is this comes from the heart you yeah. know we've i saw a stat during the week actually that there's been three crowds above 75k this year you know the no. afl's been having some issues getting numbers to the game collingwood's been in each one of those games um yes and we've won each one it just fills me with such genuine pride to turn up to the footy with you know 70 80, enchanted fans um, to watch our club at the moment, I just wanted to I, I get a give a real a real honest pat on the back to everyone involved. We we interviewed Luke Ball and Paul Curia last year. You can get back, uh, go back and uh, have listened to those those chats. That I thought they were really enlightening. And at the time, Luke was on the coach search, and he felt very confident that they'd got the right guy. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was quite soon after the announcement of. Of McRae, um mm. it was a unanimous decision with the panel that chose the coach and i uh, we we weren't to know really how that was all going to turn out because we didn't we didn't really understand I suppose what level the the team was at um whether they were underachieving in those final years under Buckley or whether we mm. were facing a rebuild we suspected the latter actually i mean there was some there were some grim kind of thoughts that maybe some of our older players had you know had um, probably had their last four into finals, but the way the club has bounced back in its entirety under McRae, um, and I'll extend that to the other assistant coaches mm. who are, who I think having a big impact. Just the level of experience is incredible. The way the club has bounced back and the way the supporter group has responded, mm. I thought I think has been nothing short of extraordinary. And the final thing I say in that is that I went to the um, pub at one stage last year i think it must have been early last year when the shit was hitting the fan around the do better report and i think eddie was falling on his sword and just the heaven seemed to be falling down on top of us. and i remember walking into the pub with my collingwood apparel on and getting like a a greasy from the bartender who kind of decided not to serve me for a while to make a point That I was a grubby Collingwood supporter and you know we were in the media and everyone was just kind of willing to stand us and I remember Mm. bringing it up in the pod and actually I edited that discussion out because it was a bit too close for home because Mm. it was one of the first times in my life where I wasn't super proud to be a Collingwood supporter and I felt I I felt very um confronted by you know not only our uh, on field kind of plight but but also all of the cultural challenges the club was facing, and it seemed almost insurmountable. So mm. to fast forward twelve months, or eighteen months at the most, uh, and be in a position we're in, um, and to be able to go to the footy with pride for the black and white is mm. a massive hard yes, and it's a massive collective love scene. And mm. you know, certainly the, the climax of um, the love scene was was uh, on Monday at the MCG. In that Mm. final quarter so far and we hope to have more climaxes of course we hope to have Mm. some chemical help so we can stay hard keep that
1: going keep that going yeah did you read did you read the um, interview with Maynard today I think it was in the mainstream I saw a media or
0: I think it said we are one big family or something of that nature
1: (laughs) yeah he he sort of just went on to talk about the mood of the place Uh, some interesting quotes there He was saying that he felt last year a lot of the boys weren't having a lot of fun, but you come into the club and it's somewhere you want to be Mm. this year. And I think we, you know, it goes without saying, I'd I'd say the vast majority, I'd say the majority of Collingwood supporters, probably more than the majority of Collingwood supporters, Mm. um, have been impressed with uh, Fly McRae from the jump of basically from that initial press conference where it just felt, you know where he spilt the water? (laughs) <laughs> it just felt like a very a, a very different collingwood and sort of mm. just the tonic for the ills of the last few years yeah and just just the mood you know we know that a new broom sweeps clean and there's different voices and that's always going to inject a little bit of energy into a football club or into a workplace or into any kind of high stress environment um especially after 10 plus years of sort of having a, a singular voice or or vision uh to change that up he's going to bring new ideas and fresh perspectives but i, I think fly mccray's delivered more than just mm. a fresh a fresh breeze some um you know some uh air freshener around the place i think his ideals and his ideas have really struck a chord and it kind of leads beautifully into my first hard yes because i got a few of these i got a i got a triptych of hard yeses today for you alex mm-hmm. All right. And the first one is I think I think what McCrae doesn't get a lot of credit for is his left brain thinking. Yep. Now there was an in, another interview with Nathan Murphy. I'm sure you've seen this one, um, where he was talking about in the lead up to the Hawthorne game, where there was a couple of big milestones. There's always, you know, you as a football club, you always come up against a side and there's there's a big milestone. Players playing their 150th, 200th, 300th. Hawthorne, if you recall, had two Um, fairly big milestones, uh, and the way that Fly McRae opted to break that up was an internal focus and Nathan Murphy was describing how to kind of balance that up, Fly McRae singled out Darcy Cameron, Mm. who was playing his 40th game and did a bit of a spiel about- 40th. Cameron playing his 40th game against Hawthorne. Yeah, Going so far as to get some messages and quotes from players, partners, girlfriends, and family. So, really building it up to be, you know, something ultra significant. Mm. But obviously, the message there being whether it's 40 or 400, you know, it's taken a lot to get here and it's worth celebrating and let's focus on the things that we're doing and let's focus on our own destiny Mm. and our own story and it's it's that's just so simple um but so different but the the mood the mood change the vibe shift that that brings to a football club Mm. and that kind of um lateral thinking is really i think one side of fly because you've got the teacher you've got the father figure you've got the supportive um you know, character that's that's really sort of you know building up this team, but you've also got the strategic creative thinker. It's not often you get a a combination of of all four. So I'm I'm extending the the fly McRae in on that first hard yes, but it brought a bit of a smile to our face. And look, if we had any budget, what's this episode forty four of Pie Hard? If if this was the front bar, what they'd do is they'd cut to like Peter Dacos congratulating Pie Hard on our forty fourth. Um, Mm. Episode, We don't have any budget, so we haven't done that. We haven't had the time to pre-record anything. But that's probably what... If you could use your imagination, that's that's probably the Mm. segment that would follow on from that. The next hard yes, touched on this at the top of the show, is we're seeing some of the pie hard audience's best work come through on our DMs. And we've seen a lot of this in the last couple of weeks. And I just want to highlight a few... The first is when, we, we love it when a listener of Pie Hard is out in the wild and comes into contact with a Collingwood footballer. Mm. Now, this happened last week when friend of the pod Hessey was out and about and met uh, Flynn Appleby in a pub in East Richmond. Oh, nice. Now, he mentioned to Flynn that he's going to be bigger than Sav Rocker in the US and Flynn responded by saying to Hessey, I like your suit and he was a nice and friendly man. Hmm, interesting. Straight straight bat. I don't know what that is. Another message we got is that you're sounding, Alex is sounding a lot like Sam Pang, which I found interesting. Have you ever been likened to Sam Pang?
0: <laughs> no, but I've been told I've got a nasal voice at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take this as a compliment. Uh,
1: front bar is a funny show, and he's got a dry, you'd say he's got a dry wit. Wouldn't you? I'd say he's got a very dry wit. Uh we had a message um come through that it's time to relook at the Cossian calendar. Now well, is this a piece, is this a piece that we had lined up? I think
0: we're gonna have to break some news now. Right. Um I'll bring it forward in the pod. So you'll be familiar, Demo, with um AA, right? Yeah. What's AA? Yeah.
1: Alcoholics Anonymous. Are you familiar with AAA? Um, access all areas? Well, that, that's one way to go, but <laughs> it
0: stands for the Archaeological Association of Abbotsford. And all right. during the week, um, we happen to follow them on socials and so we get some of their updates. But during the week, the lead archaeologist there made an announcement. His name's Travis Cloak. And before you say anything, it's not the Travis Cloak. It's another Travis Cloak, but he's the um, lead ar- archaeologist down at the AAA and they've been doing some more work on the tablets. So, um, as we know, um, those tablets that they wrenched off the side of the Aztec ruin in the uh, South American jungle, um, which had those original runes, <sighs> which were articulating in ancient mm. Aztec language, um, you know, particular important dates in a kind of almost a Nostradamus kind of, you know may and aztec uh predict the future scenario Um, forgive me i'm not lucky just myself but um we know that they predicted um a premiership sash window a nice small one like we like at collingwood uh between 2025 and 2027 of course this became known as the decostian calendar because it is um the time frame which aligned with the uh, full fruition of the chosen ones talents travis cloak not the travis cloak has um, done a press release, and he said that actually the runes may have been mis um, misidentified, mm, and that yep. there could be some doubt as to off. the veracity. Yeah, it yep. could, that could be off, and they're still they're still following up on the work, and they're trying to analyze exactly mm. what the dates might be. But mm, they mm, found mm. another hidden panel behind the panel mm, mm, of the tablet, mm, yep. which appears to yep. be it appears to be some very um, primordial. Uh, very basic, um, early etchings of... Scripture. Wildlife, actually. Um, mm. uh, and it appears to be some kind of African savanna um, <laughs> motif.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Oh, this is getting good. So it would appear, Damo, that um, both The Chosen One, Nick, and, and also John Noble uh, are maturing at a faster red knot than expected, um and that's now being reflected in the new research being done into the Dacossian calendar down there in the lab in Abbotsford.
1: Oh look, I, I think look, it's not it's not the first time some ancient scripture has been off by uh, several years. So mm. we can only we can only go by the um you know, the early teachings and the uh, and the the sun and the moon and the elemental forces when it comes to mm. reading this kind of tablet or scripture. Mm. It does feel to me like we were slightly off with the Cossian calendar, and uh, instead of it being extended, it, it does feel like it's it's maybe a little bit closer than we, mm, we first. Yeah, I think thought. it's fair to say. They're and really- we'll be the first. We'll be the first to put our hand up and say, "Look, this is the first time we've analyzed anything of this kind of Mayan Incan no. um, sort of artifact." No, well, like we, is, I mean, we don't do the analysis. We're we're a humble Collingwood podcast, so why would we? But look, in our in our preliminary readings mm. and subsequent and subsequent analysis, it does feel like the Dacossian calendar um was maybe off by two years. Well, I think that's fantastic news, um, for obvious <laughs> reasons. But what I'm
0: stoked about with that is that it brings and I honestly thought Pendle's role were was going to be you know, to bring young players an education role right senior mm. senior kind of wise head in the team uh, it brings people like pendlebury into the frame for some possible finals appearances i think super exciting people like mason cox who's around 31 years old even my check turns 30 in february next year these guys have the potential to be senior leaders senior people at the club for our next finals push which is very exciting something we did not predict i don't think
1: so the big question then, with the Decostian calendar moving slightly forward, yeah, like the sands of time, and this could be a, it could be alarming depending on what side of the fence you step at. But we've we've very much focused on the next couple of years as a rebuild, um, sort of like a well, a I, and I think, think
0: be- we miss. I think we miss. I I don't think we got the language right with that. Mm. It's looking more like a refresh, wouldn't you say? Looking
1: like a it's looking like a restumping. It's a restumping. Yeah. It's so a re- not, it's a not, paint
0: job. It's a paint job. We're not
1: gutting the joint. We're not gutting the joint. No. We're, we're hang, hanging up some new drapes. But does does that change the angle of attack for this year's end of season draft? Do we go from blooding in to, to cherries and, um, you know, the uh, contremonts on top of the yeah, dessert? It's a good question.
0: I think we have gone down the path of using the draft and we're seeing especially with coaches like mcrae and Lepich and Bolton we're seeing the fruits of being able to develop youth quickly in our system mm. and we're also allowing them to play a natural style of game we're not mm. I don't think we're overcoaching or mcraes McCrae's you know one of his great strengths is not overcoaching and letting the the personality of the individual come through and mm. i think that that works in with a continued focus on the draft i think that um we go with Hein and his Merry Men, and um, we keep on just pumping in the talent from the bottom end with with more youth.
1: It's what I it's what I call free agency porn. It's like the style of football that the Collingwood Football Club is playing, the family mood, um, the praise, mm. the talk, the expectations, the crowds, the th- the thrill, um, the the trip trip titches of the world. Mm. This is a this is a bat signal out there for any footballer who's maybe a little bit restless thinking about their career, a little bit unhappy, maybe stuck in a rut, looking for a new opportunity, m- looking to move a new state. Because Collingwood 12 months ago was a basket case and you would you would go there kicking and screaming. Mm. Now with this free agency porn model, it's it's up there in the bright lights. It's the Las Vegas sign of football clubs. It's glitzy, it's glamorous, it's attractive, it's sexy, it's sultry, and I don't know if you remember, Alex. I can't remember what episode of Pie Heart it was last year, but we it was definitely in that um in that uh, in that area where we were we were stuck in a rut. Yeah, and we did we did interrogate what the Collingwood brand was. Yeah, I think we struggled to articulate it, but what we what we could understand was, what did we want the Collingwood brand to stand for? What did we want the, the brand of on football field. that Collingwood plays yeah. on field to be? And I think we landed on the word sexy. We wanted to play a sexy style of football, mm-hmm. a, a style of football that um, would get you up and about, get you excited. Um, aroused. Would aroused. I feel like to, to an extent we're playing, we're sort of that, that prophecy is being filled, yeah, I mean, we, are, we are playing that style of football. Absolutely. And so, so I just think, you know, Derek Hines got a big job at the end of the year because, um, you know, you only get these windows every so often and and uh without getting too far ahead of ourselves, we are putting ourselves in a position where we are going to attract some some high caliber yeah. individuals both on and off the field. And we need to uh make the proverbial hay while the uh winter sun is shining.
0: And to Maynard's point, it feels like a big happy family. And I agree, we never got that. we've talked about this before. We never got the upshot of free agency we thought we would with our facilities mm. and our reputation and, our, and the big stage we play on and now's mm. the time I think I think you're spot on. We can bring some big fish in, so mm-hmm. Logan McDonald, we're coming for
1: you. <laughs> speaking of big fish, final hard yes was uh as 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 most people will know, I did find my way into the president's club uh on Monday. Shout out to Jeff and all the crew down there for for hosting one half of Pie Heart again. It was wonderful. What I did, we did share at one point uh, the menu of the President's Club and without going into the who's who of um, who was in attendance at the President's Club, uh, what they were wearing, what was being drunk or anything like that, I want to take a slight moment just to um, dive into the food selections because it raised a few eyebrows when I posted the menu on our Instagram uh, for a couple of reasons, mostly positive. Anchovy on and toast? I, I want to start. No anchovy on toast, but there was, have you, have you heard of a caviar bump? Bump? Bum. Bump. Bump. Caviar bump. Oh, is that something you do in the cubicle? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's It's inspired by that. It's when you clench your fist and you ah. get a really firm, firm patch of skin on the top and instead of any- Kind of get your mind out of the gutter instead of any illicit substances, uh, you get a scoop of fine beluga what? caviar. They come and scoop it, it on. Put it on your yep, yeah, put it on do your Do you scoop um, it on or they scoop it no, on? you you can scoop it on. I think you can scoop it on. Put it on your um on your wrist and you lick it off. <laughs> and it's it no, this is a genuine no, this is a genuine thing. This is a genuine Hang thing. On, is this on the menu or is this just something you
0: decided to do with the caviar on your plate?
1: Well, I decided to do it with a caviar on my okay. plate, but okay. <laughs> The the mere fact and get this that there was caviar being served at mm. the president's function as part of a prawn cocktail. Like the golden years of football would be sitting at the MCG and and oh, dying It was on a prawn, a prawn, prawn cocktail. cocktail. That's nice. Yeah, it was it was on a prawn cocktail, um, with some Queensland mud crab. Um but the caviar was from the Yarra Valley. So no Russian, no beluga caviar. Yarra Valley caviar. Have you heard of the Yarra Valley region being famous for its uh, fish row. No, but I know there is a
0: trout farm in Buxton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buxton is oh Buxton, technically not in the No, That's over Valley. the hill. That's yeah, India. That's more Murundin.
0: Yeah, that's like your way. Um,
1: a couple of other things that came up. Can Can you tell me what kohlrabi is?
0: Um, it sounds like a reef in off the coast of Western Australia. Is that Calberry? That- It it
1: sounds sounds like it. Kohlrabi. So, I'll talk through the main. Again, it was, um, you know, uh, an assorted mix of uh, beef and chicken. Uh, Grilled Gippsland Southern Rangers uh, 3-plus Angus Sirloin with caramelised onion, kohlrabi compote, and blistered tomato. I had a couple of Pie Hard listeners. (laughs) Nice words in there. Came at us uh, in the DMs. Just getting to expand on kohlrabi, so I do I do have some information on what kohlrabi is. Okay, kohlrabi is also called a German turnip. It's a biennial vegetable, a low stout cultivar of wild cabbage. It's another cultivar of the same species as cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, collard greens, Savoy cabbage, and guy lan. And it can be eaten raw or cooked. Now, so why wouldn't I they didn- put
0: German t- turnip on the menu?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know. And this is what I wanted to discuss with you, Alex. Is there some is there a uh is there a cultural cause it's not Russian. We're not avoiding it for any any reason around conflict or or moral ambiguities here. So I think look, I'm not um, sure. It's, I think is warfart.
0: Good. He I think he gets called the turnip. So it might have a confusing kind of aspect to it.
1: And the the final one I'll I'll just raise before we move on from this segment. Um So, I'm actually getting hungry talking about this. But one of the sides, so I'll I'll talk through all the sides. You can tell me which one appeals to you. Twice cooked potatoes, woody herbs, Mm. mustard seed dressing. What? That's not a
0: side. That's just a condiment. What about woody herbs? Well, woody herbs is just herbs with too many stalks, not enough leaves. (laughs) Is that what a woody herb is? I don't know what a woody herb is, I'd go is the, the potatoes, give me some buds.
1: I think you get all three, but ah. yeah, I just wasn't really sure about the woody herbs. Anyway, that was it. Can I just ask a question on twice cooked potatoes? Do you need to cook them twice or could you just cook the one potato longer?
0: Yeah, you could. I think you need to. It's it's in order to develop a crust.
1: Mm, okay, so, so they need to be removed, they need to aerate and then back well, in
0: you'd for pa- an extra two. You'd parboil the potato. Mm, right, and then you'd remove it from the water after a few minutes, um so it's not too soft, and then you'd rough it up in a colander or some such, so that the the um you'd they're peeled beforehand yes, so you'd they, rough they're up. Right peeled, yeah. then you'd drop them in piping hot um duck mm. fat, which you can get mm. from mm. nil mm. and um it starts sizzling uh you might put some garlic and rosemary in there and um In the oven at uh, as hot as you can fucking make it, tell (laughs) you. And um, gosh, as hot as a
1: as hot as a a Collingwood third quarter. Yeah, thumbs up to Jeff Brown and Co for another uh, delightful afternoon in the confines. I got to tell you, during the in the third quarter, Mm. the Presidents Club it was absolutely going off. It was banging.
0: Well, throw some names at me. You've tantalized us with your. I'm not going to tell you who was there. Just throw some names out there. You had uh, Armat last week that was a big name. Tarrant and the door. Who do you got this
1: week? Oh, friend of the pod, Benny Johnson, was back. Oh, hello. Um, Does he just go every week? I I think he goes every week. I I think that's that's his life life membership. isn't it? Life membership
0: you get every week, do you?
1: No, he does. Benny Johnson was there. Um, A lot of the Collingwood players were there. Poulter was there. Geez, he's looking good, Poulter. I'm worried a little bit about Pulter, body size wise. Is he injured? He's very tall. He's a very tall, slender man. No, he's not injured. He's just playing in the twos. Um, look, it's just he's got a very, very long, elongated gait. Are you um, look. Are you rifling through the menu as we speak. No, I'm rifling through Jeff Brown's notes, which were <laughs> handed to me. These are these are the official. This is, if, this is this is a, the official Jeff Brown dossier notes, which. I did not take. This is pie's word shot.
0: This is pie's wide shot. You've
1: stolen Jeff Brown's the president's notes. dossier. I didn't steal. This was handed to me by an informant, um, who shall rename, uh, who shall not be named. Um, but uh, some pretty good, pretty good gags in here from Jeff. I think he did. A, he did a, Jeff Jeff's really good at um, delivering. Um, delivering funny gags Is he? during his presidential speeches It's but, his
0: between two fans pedigree
1: but 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 i think they're they're a little bit too smart and too intelligent so not uh, many people get it until after the fact so it often it often doesn't get the the respect that it it deserves he made one crack it was like a really hilarious quip about um a guest finally being able to play in front of a crowd yeah um talking to obviously melbourne but the guest was a a, a, a woman, women's footballer, so it kind uh, of had that. It was kind of taken in in the wrong yeah, direction. That is awkward, Jeff. But it, it just it was. It was. It was. comedic timing. Which look, you know, some of the best of them fall short. He right? victimized
0: but the one female footballer in the world in the room.
1: He 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 did. But unbeknownst to him, it was it was it was not intended to be uh, delivered that way. But no, great effort, great food great um german turnips it was uh wonderful and we'll see you back in the president's club in a couple of weeks like oh whoa whoa whoa,
0: whoa 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 hang on so you've had your time in the sun right mm. you've had your little menu you've held,
1: yeah, you've well, held up once, you've, once or twice yeah. held the
0: pages up with the near the microphone so people could hear you mm. flicking through your little dossier with your president Your yeah, little circle jerk little caviar <laughs> bump in the cubicle Yeah. I thought I'd take this opportunity to do my own food segment. Now, have you heard (laughs) of my menu? Have you heard of a snag in a bag?
1: No. What's a snag in a bag? Sausage roll. Have you heard of a sausage roll? A rat coffin, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell a bag? It says here,
1: 420 sausage
0: roll in Mm. plastic, Mm. unwrapped, squirt of dead horse. Mm-hmm. Deep throated down the gullet. That's what I had for lunch in the outer pompous <laughs> <You> prick. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh.
0: All right, demo. So it's that time of the uh, podcast again. We're into hard news. Now the biggest hard news uh, that made our way to us uh, from the internet this week, actually, care of our listener, what's his name, commented on the um, Piverse press release. Oh, Matty Gibbs. Matty Gibbs, thank you. Um, he has alerted us to the fact that um, Collingwood's uh, getting its sticky beak into the uh, into the metaverse, which is um, the which, dark abyss. Yeah, and it precipitated like basically a day of. Deep dive research into this phenomenon, uh, the metaverse, which uh we probably knew very little about and still do, to be honest. Um, but the club has announced Damien uh via the GM of Marketing, Product and Digital, Brad Schultz.
1: Yeah, we know Brad. Shout out to Brad. Piverse
0: is where the Web3 journey begins for our club, our members and our supporters as Collingwood looks to explore new ways for our stakeholders to connect. We are building a truly decentralized ecosystem. Some good, some good um, buzzwords here. Mm,
1: con- yeah, everything.
0: Con- connecting partners with members, rewarding fandom and ultimately enhancing experiences via blockchain technology. Ding. With the emergence of Web3, Collingwood wants to be at the forefront of technology, solidifying ourselves as a leader in the digital landscape. As sports organizations around the world realize the potential of blockchain technology, Cha-ching! That's, mm. that's Terra Luna. Look it up. Collingwood will find new ways for its members and supporters to connect and help shape the future of the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm led mm-hmm. to believe that the Pi Hard Metaverse or the Pi you no know, hasn't necessarily been created yet, although it is in development. And mm. I, I got on the Discord and I went onto the, the chat and I said, "Can someone point me in the direction, Um, Verse people, uh, of mm. the the leader of the Pi I presumed, Damo, that there's like a Krang figure, you know, Krang. the Grand Chancellor. Yeah, Krang yeah, from, from, Teenage from
1: Ninja Turtles. Yeah,
0: kind of that brain in the that brain bubble yes. things. Uh, some kind of, some kind of key mastermind behind this.
1: Some pimply uh, teen in Ukraine or something. Oh, that's the thing. And I was, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> some was, shadowy cat.
0: I was thinking, God, who would it be? know, uh, mm, if yeah. you look at someone in their pajamas. Obviously, Zuckerberg is creating mm. a metaverse over there in the states, and. Yep. you look at him. Yep. He's kind of pasty, alien-like, antisocial, alien-like. I thought, who could mm. it be for us? That struck me. I think Derek Heim <laughs> is
1: yeah, the God. mastermind mm. of the Pi Discord, the Discord master. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. That fits. Says
0: here, the key to unlocking your way into the PiVerse will be through the first release of five thousand five hundred Genesis keys. A fan's mm. membership their master or genesis key will allow fans to interact with the club like never before allowing holders of the genesis key new ways to shape the future of it got me thinking damo um i'm pretty sure the genesis key is the same key that was used to move gary pert's car out of the car park and bring travis cloaks hummer in
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it could well be i think i think there's um wouldn't that be good if that was the if that was the hidden cookie in all of this? It was the the key to Pert's the Pert's former car park? Or maybe underneath Pert's um former car park was the was the Krang type operation for the Discord. There's something going on here. Um it's definitely Gary Pert. And if you if you look at Melbourne's slump in form,
0: it coincides with the first announcements about the, the Piverse. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, there's some connection here with Pert. Pyverse, Genesis Key. Mm. It's all pretty bloody mysterious, if
1: you ask me. What what really captured my imagination with this launch was the timing. So mm. Collingwood decided to launch this on what many would consider to be one of the toughest days in crypto, mm. with the NFT and crypto market basically imploding globally. Mm. Millions upon millions of dollars being wiped off. NFTs sort of going from you know, got moving through that trend kind of life cycle, if you will, from like early adopters to like mainstream adoption. You have Nike, you have Domino's, you have organizations doing it to a point where it hits critical mass mm. kind of and then it starts to kind of wane. Just the timing is, is quite extraordinary because I think you mentioned in the press release that it's calling was at the forefront of the sort of digital sphere or the mm. revolution. I'd argue maybe June isn't technically the, 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 the forefront, but we applaud any type of, um, you know, initiative at it. The other thing that caught my eye is that I don't know if you saw the graphic on Twitter, but, <clears throat> and this was, this was, um, discussed at length with, um, friend of the show, Kelly, who's, who's loving this. The, the Piverse 3.0 logo, the 3.0 just sort of gets really hard to read. I was uh, confused just,
0: by three. Is that just because of Web 3.0? It's 0? Web, Web 3.0. Because yeah, we Web haven't had a, it's a, it's, a, 1. It's, a
1: wef, it's a reference to Web 3.0. I don't know if you need it, but just the digital design of it sort of disappearing from screen and being really illegible. I mean, Collingwood has a history. Collingwood Graphic Department that has a history of putting out things that are borderline illegible, um, and this is one of them. But it was that's just piqued my interest the the timing of the announcement and um the graphical treatment but i'm glad i'm glad that you did a a a little bit of a a deep dive i would hope that the collingwood football club has engaged one of the artists collingwood artists of the century and rupert betharis to oversee the minting of any type of um digital art form because if If Betheris isn't at the helm as the creative director or the gallery director or the NFT director, then that is one of the all-time opportunities at the Collingwood Football Club. Because as we know, Rupert Betheris, one of the uh, leading proponents of the uh, Collingwood art movement. And Piehard will
0: be first with the the non-fungible triptych anyway, in terms Mm. of NFTs. So, that's a thing.
1: Um, Was there there any mention to the uh, non-fungible triptych in the uh, announcement? Well, not
0: as yet, but um, okay. look, we're keeping it wrapped under wraps. We're Chuck that in the Discord. I think Daniel, it's easy to hang shit on people that are trying to change the universe, literally, mm, uh, mm. trying to create new realities. But a friend of the podcast, um, Sweep Luke, who our listeners will be familiar with, um, put an interesting article up on the, uh, on the Twitter. And um, there are other clubs around the world who are moving into this metaverse space. At mm. a rate of knots and quite notably manchester city was the article uh that's that luke right posted. i haven't
1: seen this
0: yeah it's quite interesting it so it says using image analysis and skeletal tracking technologies created by hawkeye different hawkeye the club's stadium will be become the central hub of city in a virtual reality world goes on to say uh officials working on the project envisage a time when city can fill a virtual etihad stadium and they don't mean telstra dime several times over allowing the supporters who may never go to manchester to watch live games from the comfort of their own homes anywhere in the world the company's experts have already visited the etihad to map it digitally and recreate Mm. it in virtual reality and finally um the whole point we could imagine of having a metaverse is you can recreate a game, you could watch the game live, you're part of the action in a different way, through different angles, and you can fill the stadium as much as you want because it's unlimited. It's completely virtual. So, Demo, my question for you is mm. once the Pi- Piverse is constructed, mm. what would you like to do virtually within the MCG of the PiVerse? Yeah, it is. All right, it's,
1: it's a great question, and I think the obvious answer is that it is the fulfilment of the Alan McAllister original vision to create a Collingwood themed Graceland at Victoria Park in Maggie Land. Mm. The way I see it, is a virtual Maggie Land. Yeah. So I, I'm going to take everyone back to uh, an important. Um, time in the life of the Collingwood Football Club. It was nineteen ninety nine. To me, that was peak Collingwood, bottom of the ladder. Um, I think at that peak, stage, Tony Shaw was given his marching
0: orders.
1: Given it, given his marching orders, um, pre the Malthouse era, pre the the grand finals of oh two and 03 Host
0: the marathon tree.
1: And I'll never forget the family fun day that they hosted on Victoria Park. Uh, in 99. And so, my, my vision, my dream for the Piverse is to recreate that um, family day at Vic Park in 1999. So, let wow. me just reel off a couple of things now. Wow. V- virtual Harley rides. Nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A tour of the Vic <laughs> Park. <laughs> the look on your face. You're like a little kid in the candy bar. Like. I thought this through. A, a tour of the Vic Park gymnasium. Oh, yeah. Obviously, a 3D constructed virtual reality headset on, uh, um, jump into the boxing ring, I th- jump into the shower, go jump Stewart's into the spa with Damien Monkus. It's like, well, well, if we want, if we want, Guy Richards. and for the right price, a virtual soak in the Vic Park spa with none other than a virtual Stephen McKee. Stephen McKee, yeah. Uh, a virtual meat tray. So we actually pay raffle tickets to win a virtual meat meat tray.
0: See, hard to see the the caviar bump winning on mm. Pyverse because the taste factor is not there.
1: Well, but maybe it's, it just becomes
0: a status thing in the it's in not, the not. But if any,
1: if anyone can solve that conundrum of of taste in the virtual world, I'm mm. pretty sure it's the the lads down at Pyverse. But look, the way I see it, tonally, uh, do you remember the video game Leisure Suit Larry? Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's that kind of adult-themed content mixed with The Sims. You know The Sims? Vaguely. Okay, yeah. so we, we, we create this world and- Kind of a peak, very pixelated. Kind, no, very pixelated, 1999, some, um, some adult themes strewn throughout, well, but really capturing that era.
0: I think that your vision might be closer to the reality than you think because- it has been said you know, from the, the articles I've, I've read that the, the first iterations of Metaverse are going to be more like you're watching the game, but it looks like FIFA. So it's like yeah. a computer game. And then they're going to have to obviously develop technologies whereby we can watch the game that is actually the game. We're actually watching <laughs> real players rather than like avatars <laughs> yeah. of Brody Majek, which obviously the avatar of Brody Majek would just mm, be the Terminator mm, mm. with a leather jacket on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: um yeah, I like your ideas. I love I love that return to, you know, the joy of youth at, at, down at Maggie Land. Um, see, my, my first impression of the Pyverse or my first vision for the Pyverse went a different way. And this honestly just jumped into my head. But I kind of thought of Tron straight away.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: But look, all, right. all of the racers in their Lycra, they are all Shane Watson. Now, not Shane Watson, the cricketer who I spilled a schooner on his leg at the SCG in the two thousands. <laughs> Shane Watson, yeah. rockabilly Shane Watson, yeah, of nineties magpie fame. Yeah, but then I started reading more, and I realised that ultimately, like, it could be pretty amazing if, obviously, if you're in a virtual stadium, you then have a choice of which angles to view the game from. I think ultimately we're going to be able to watch the game from a player's point of view, and I think that that would be quite like. A, arresting i mean that's going to be seriously dramatic and potentially even hear their thoughts i mean wow imagine it being works, in pain up angry penalty's head may not
1: it it works with the cox goggles doesn't it because there's i'm sure there's a way that you could build yep. in that um that cox vision i
0: wonder if 1800 Sports down in colac is is into the metaverse as we speak working way down near the abattoir there but um i hope so um yeah, it kind of got me thinking that look, if you can if you can watch the game from any point of view, you can have players' point, of, and you could even have maybe a presidential point of view. And it got me thinking, maybe demo, maybe we're already in the metaverse. Oh, I like it. And maybe I I'm like already it. watching the game from Jeff Brown's point of view. Do you recall Jeff stealing a party pie from you?
1: I do. It was two weeks. When was it? It was like three weeks ago. Let's
0: just say, what if Jeff Brown was my avatar that day in the president's club, <laughs> <laughs> and all of my bitching and moaning. Has been for naught because I can just go into the pie vest and go to the president's club wherever the fuck I want.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, so many of you were watching the uh, extraordinary scenes down at the MCG on the night of Essendon's 150th celebration, I didn't see it, I didn't miss it, so I didn't really get this reference until later, but mm. we had a hard ask that we um, put out on our Twitter uh, well, about the time that Essendon was rolling out their cavalcade of past stars, mm. um, Briggs, the, the lot, yeah. they're all down at the MCG. And our question was, and I think we're only in our, know, what, 130th odd year, but our question mm to the Piehard family, was who would we, the Collingwood Football Club, unveil in smoke, shrouded in smoke, in our 150th game? And I've got to say, I think this is the, the biggest response we've ever had to a hard-ass before, Alex. Mm. Uh, and some absolute hurlers um, have come through. So, without further ado, we're going to break some of those down for you guys.
0: The most brilliant thing about it is was sometimes it can feel like in a podcast you're speaking to a void and no one's listening, and maybe your topics are too esoteric for anyone to understand, and it doesn't really matter anyway because you're just speaking you know, into the void of the internet. Mm. But then sometimes something happens through these social channels where you genuinely connect culturally, mm. and you realise that the pie-harders out there are the true custodians of Collingwood culture. Now, you might expect if we ask the audience uh, who which legends we're going to unveil in our 150th birthday celebrations, there could be lists of many premiership stars but you and i Damo, know that that's not really what we want what we really want are the true legends of the collingwood football club and that's what the pie hard legions on twitter delivered in spades so here we go it's official here are the players who will be unveiled in smoke on the occasion of our 150th birthday celebration at the g Paul Eco. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah! Classic old <laughs> mag of your
0: Cloak Brothers wes- wrestling each other. Love it. And dreadlock Pendles. Well, there's a premiership star.
1: Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, you could do that as a hologram, I reckon. Jet Buckley. Mmm. Yep, tantalising. Kirk. Not 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 in that way. I mean, as <laughs> like a future Collingwood, as a future Collingwood footballer. I, I don't. To...
0: I don't get the feeling that Jet's a woody head. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. Um. It's Maddie Ryan, Presty, the two Ronnie's, for sure. Wearmouth and McEwen. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, classic. That'd be some good yarns. Stan Man Magro. Yep, big. Kevin Nails
0: Worthington, Jared Malloy, Mark Williams, Jackson Ramsey, Stephen Patterson.
1: Yep, Paddo. Uh, Paddo is now a, he's an MP in Adelaide, isn't he, Stephen Patterson? So it'd be good to have him in attendance.
0: Hmm, powerbroker. Harry O'Brien, Luke Shackleton. 20 years away. Nick Dacos, hopefully.
1: Corey Galt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Corey, Corey Galt would be driving, the, uh, he'd be driving the, the Hilux with with everyone on the back.
0: <laughs> Laurie, no
1: disrespect to Galt.
0: Laurie Holden, yep. Jack Thompson.
1: Yeah, yeah, the club. Yeah, that's deep, deep meta, yeah.
0: Rat Pack, Bo Nixon, Billy Morrison, Bucks, Peter Dacos, Moore, uh, <laughs> Darren Mullane, Eddie McGuire. Yeah. Photo of someone I can't. I mean, there's some here that I've never heard of. It's incredible. Yeah, some
1: rats a ramshackle bunch, isn't it? But we love it. Luke,
0: Round, Luke Rounds, Adam yep. Yakabuchi, yep. Lee Yacobucci, Walker, yeah. Luke Godden, J- Jason <laughs> Wild. In the back of a convertible Saab with Mark Orchard and Paul Sharkey that was a popular one.
1: Some of some of Decker Hine's biggest misses <laughs> in that bunch.
0: <laughs> Brad Dick, that was a hit. That was a that <laughs> yeah. was a hard that was a hard hit. Rupert Vatharis, Simon Buckley.
1: Betheris, I feel, is uh, the, um, you know, at the Olympics, they have some guy that sort of, you know, orchestrates the whole opening ceremony. I think Betheris would be the, would be choreographing the entire sequence, or at least on a smoke machine. As well as doing the, the pie hat of NFT and the club's metaverse construction. <laughs> it's just Rupert Betheris smoking a bong in the, um, in the pocket. Just, uh, <laughs> we love you, Rupert. The, Shout out to Rupert. The Golden Greek. Athos. Oh yeah, 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 Athos. Yeah, he always gets mentioned. Good story from. Um, good story from the Iceman. That was a good story. Yeah, yeah, Ice Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Morph. Damon Adkins. The lady who made the twenty eighteen Grand Final banner.
1: Oh yes, Hush. excellent, Hush. excellent. No, 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 no. Maybe she gets. Maybe that's the. She gets her opportunity again. She gets just, to right to the stitch wrongs. it up.
0: Mm. Just stitch it up in a blazer. Just. Of- just Double tape, then she double get, it, Then she gets torched by pyrotechnics.
1: Right, can I just just on that banner thing anymore? Mm. They don't break, it, they don't tear it anymore. The players, it's pathetic. They have you seen that? They just do some little little slits down the bottom and just sort of duck under. They it. do, duck like under. like the old days, it's the old days where you just want to tear get, the. Just can we tear the shit out of a banner yeah, again? But
0: people start to get clothes like they try, like you try and be brave and you scared. I remember Brody seeing Myers,
1: a, Brody Meyer. Brody Meyer, that's because you're watching like the. You know, under Little 14s League. on Instagram and shit like that. No, I'm talking about. No, no, there was. A, I'm talking about fully grown men. No, and there was a, going transition,
0: a transition period where they must have changed the crepe paper they were using, and there was a few years there where AFL players were still trying to bust on through, like broad-chested. Mm. and they kept on. They kind of got like s- cheese pull, you know, from a pizza. It, it attached to them and kind of stretched. Yeah, I remember that? Trying to like, they end up having to like trying to punch it off. And they get sticky tape on the wrist and it just got, it did get awkward there for a while. I understand why they're duck. I do. Jack, Fair enough. Moving on. Jack Anthony. Coxie. James Manson. Oh, James Manson.
1: Killer. Killer Manson. Yep. Harry O again. Nick Dacos. Julian Rowe. Sean Rusling. Clinton King. Oh, yeah. Big, long left foot. Yep.
0: Um, I think this is a photo. This is actually Trent. Is his name Trent
1: Butcher? Is that his name? No, Kent Butcher. Kent,
0: but- Kent Butcher, yeah. Mm, mm, that mm. one. Tough as nails Butch. Watched him try and run out on a fractured leg. On a- I watched him try to <laughs> run out a fractured leg one day. Mm. <laughs> Brad Rowe, Sharky, Ben Kinnear, Andrew Tranquilli. Oh, Tranquilli. We like that. Tranquilli, name. absolutely. Front of the pack. Jack Guineven. H. H has been popular. Brad, Brad mm. Plain. It's kind of in the mold of. Um, uh uh, the mold of James Hurd in terms of welcoming
1: back yeah I think we want to see someone who's been estranged
0: yeah from the club would be fantastic Mm -hmm. Peter Yagmoor it's it's Yagmoop this is John Beresford Lee Brown Sam Dwyer, Rehuber Therese uh Danny Roach Anthony again Shay McNamara the
1: forgotten Yang the the original American
0: pie the OG um Rupert Wills, Corey Galt, the second one,
1: great. <laughs> Sam Murray, well, Sam Murray's good. Yeah, Sam Murray's like a great one. In in charge of the uh, after party. Yeah, you see like the Bulldog Bailey Smith. He's he's
0: he got like a twenty four hour like media torch on him. Oh yeah. Bloody Sam Murray gets on down to some... of. Oh, that was actually uh, the other boys, but Sam Murray, you know, has an indiscretion. He's basically career over. Poor bloke. Poor bloke. NASA. Twiggy, Carl Steinfit, that's Funky Steinfit to you. Yeah, Funky Stein. Like this one, would also love to see Ryan Loney emerge from the smoke 60 metres out on the run. And I, I remember, um, what's his name, actually, very briefly, Clement, in the interview, mm-hmm. very briefly mm-hmm. mentioned Ryan Loney. Like, he said something like, I don't know how he didn't kind of have a long career. And totally agree, like, he seemed to have all
1: the gifts, right? He, he feels like he feels like a player that was maybe 10 years too early. And I just mean a, a, that sort of run and carry out of the back line. I mean, Quainer does that so exquisitely mm. now for this football team. Breaking that likes. line-breaking defender. Mm. Like, and, and with the tank and with that long, penetrating, accurate kick, mm. I just feel would be a linchpin of the Craig McRae 2022-2023 Collingwood side. I think he's spot on. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, Renee King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the President's Club a few weeks back. He's a big guy, Renee yeah. King. Someone some... said he was into hairdressing, but it didn't look like that when I saw <laughs> him yeah. up close. There's a big rug on his head, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, it was uh, needed some shampoo.
0: The members of our three Pete from 2024 onwards, very good. Mark
1: Orchard. Yes, oh, Orchard. So Orchard's story, right? He left Collingwood, went to Sydney, came back to Collingwood, then left again. Was that his kind of? Was that his trajectory?
0: I wouldn't Maybe be surprised. We need to, no,
1: we may need to confirm that, but yep. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't be surprised. Um Schmick has uh, has a good one here. Bucks emerges from the goal square, It's a seventy-five meter drop punt into middle of the G. Paul Williams runs onto it. <laughs> I love Paul Williams. Oh, Takes yeah. a bounce, drills a running goal fifty-five, which is the only way he knew how. Yep. Both players will be wearing mid nineties Guernseys and Willow's collar will be semi-pop. The the detail of the semi-pop collar. Oh, semi-pop collar. He must have have put plague or hairspray on it just to pop it because it was always semi-popped to the same degree. Yeah, starched. Starched. Maybe just wore the same thing without washing it.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of casting my mind back here, but was there some kind of friction between Buckley and Williams upon Williams leaving Collingwood? Did that sour that relationship? I think they... Maybe didn't get on, so maybe that's a uh, again another uh, another hatchet-bearing episode um, that we, you know, it's a it's all narrative, it's all story-led. We can we can close a loop on a, on a He was of those dramas. He was one of those trades that
0: hurts. That trade hurt, and I forget who did we get. Showball, <laughs> <I laughs> Schauble.
1: No, I think we said Schauble. Did we get Anthony Rocker? Was that part of that trade?
0: Maybe. No. Oh, you know what? I reckon you're right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can you awesome. can look into that. I'll finish off here. Mark McGough. Jack's oh, yeah. Pendlebury. Wh- I like that. I like the thinking. Yeah. Um, in 20 years, he will be... Jeez, I hope so. 25 middle. Yeah, weird age profile, I'm sure, but... Jeez, I hope so. Someone's done a GIF of... Rational Pies fan has posted a GIF of Kale Kirby, which is like oh. a promo GIF of Kale Kirby shrugging.
1: I don't know why he's uh, struggling. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen that gif. I think you know that's just very much the, the character of Kirby. Just you know, just nonplussed. The nonplussed. But it w- would be good to see Kirby back on the MCG in a Collingwood jumper. We were. It was his career was cruelly. Taken away from from Collingwood supporters who saw but a glimpse of Kirby against the Melbourne Demons after slotting some kind of ridiculous amount of goals at VFL level. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one hurt. That one stung. Still hurts. He doesn't mind a caviar bump that bloke.
0: Clinton Young, John Wren, the ghost of Jock McHale. Company yep. base. Post- I love 53. I love any type
1: of gool, any type of apparition or ghoul appearing on the MCG and some kind of hologram two-pack style. Love that. Like, Sorry, Tupac. Tupac style. Tupac. Um yeah, sure, Dwayne, Dwayne Griffin, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent winning record. He must have been a one gamer. Someone's yeah. put a picture of Dermot on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. I mean, Dermot would be great. Just to claim, yeah, to- just to claim him in you
1: know, that one Yeah, future, it's just fine, to just, fine, it's just, it's just a piss, Just to piss off every because we know that Dermot <laughs> Buridan was a was an enormous <laughs> Collingwood supporter gro- gro- growing up. Got to got to come back to the pies slot. A, a not-too-insignificant 30 goals out of something ridiculous like 15 games. Injure himself. Get yeah, spent, he averaged two that goals. That's exactly right. He kicked 30 goals in 15 games. Bash up. He, McMahon, he, he couldn't He run. gave us everything. He couldn't run. He was He was basically uh, he was basically strung together. We would never beat,
0: stop talking about that. An elastoplast. That's, that's a classic pie hard. Yeah.
1: It'll ne- never die. It'll never die. Tom Davidson. One of the, one of the all-time Collingwood greats, Dermot Verruder.
0: Heretier... Mark Perkins, I had to alter this to that one. Greg mm. Whitcroft.
1: Okay, Crofty, um, yep. So, yeah. look, if you... Um, We've listed every Collingwood footballer that's basically played the game in the last 19 years. Well, no, but here's, here's, here's my point, Dan.
0: is that if, as a listener, you recognise even a third of those names, mm. then you get it. You get you in. You get tuned in. You get plugged
1: in. You get pie hard. This is what we call the hard verse, <laughs> and this is you know forget well about said. your forget about your virtual. This is this is us dusting off the history books in a very physical, you know IRL uh, manifestation of the Collingwood Football Club. And look, you can have both parts. You can have your virtual, mm. and you can have you sitting at the MCG on a cold wintry. Monday afternoon eating a sausage roll with sauce and watching the um Collingwood Football Club triumph over the rating premiers. Mm. All all kinds, all types, welcome in the uh hard verse You could
0: watch it from the cubicle bumping caviar with Sam Murray.
1: You could do whatever you want.
0: So Damo, uh question without notice. Shoot. As we wrap up this um Mammoth Wednesday. What is it? Wednesday. It's coming out. we'll probably
1: Monday. Th- Monday
0: pod. Might be Thursday, Friday. Look, the listeners have the, um, the 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 content this week is evergreen because there's no game, so mm-hmm. we are allowed to wallow in the, the beautiful juices of victory for a whole another week. Yet, mm-hmm. which begs the question: when we don't play a game, what do we do? What do we do with ourselves? And um, this weekend happens to be my uh, birthday on Friday, right, seventeenth of June, better known as Leon Davis's birthday. And of course, uh, yes, we 100%. know that I sent him a letter and still waiting to hear back sooner a, a few years back. But Leon, yeah. if you're out there, <laughs> happy birthday for the weekend. Mm. And I was thinking, Damo, what better way to celebrate a week off? And, you know, that kind of lack of anxiety that comes with not playing. You just get to put your feet up, watch other teams
1: mm. brutalize
0: each other and mm. uh, injure their best players. Yeah. And you just wallow in that never ending, you know. Glory of beating the reigning premiers. What better way to celebrate the week off than a new segment for next week's pod? And this is a question without answer, without uh, notice. So I'm hoping you're going to say yes. I put it to you, piehard listeners. You're going to have homework this week. We're going to do a brand new earth-shattering segment in next week's pod, and it's called not game and movie, but film in a movie. That's right, pieharders. Your homework for the weekend is to source a copy on vhs if possible if not just get on youtube i think it's on there it only goes for 50 minutes there's no excuses for not watching dacos magic it's a very special document of a very special man in the prime of his career and we'll be breaking it down with you the listener all the culture all the history and all the artistry of that special special time are you with me
1: damo diving into the history yeah no, look, i know look i think it's a great suggestion i think it's a great shout i think um it's the perfect weekend to do the weather's going to be absolutely trash and um look i am up for it i'm up for uh i'm up for some um golden era collingwood content yeah. no better way to spend a a, a wintry What, Sunday morning? Spot on, Demo. And just on that, we will be releasing some
0: hard asks on the Pie Hard Podcast Twitter feed. So for all you Collingwood cinephiles out there, jump on board. We will be tapping into your cultural insights when it comes
1: to Dacos magic. At Pie Hard Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And Demo,
0: this is the song I truly hope we will be dancing to inside the President's Club of the Pieverse. Now remember, don't be confused. My avatar is Jeff Brown. Yours is Andrew Tranquilli.
1: As always, thank you so much for listening. Another huge episode of Pie Hard, another glorious week in the uh, four walls of the Collingwood Football Club. It's good to be here, it's good to be alive. This is Pie 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 Hard.